0: Big Brew Crew territory. Braun and Przinski with you. Corbin Burns is about to join the show, and we'll get Ken Rosenthal's take. So, AJ, Corbin Burns gets traded to the Baltimore Orioles, and how shocked were you?
1: Oh, my mouth, my jaw hit the ground. Uh, why? Because we thought once they signed Reese Hoskins, he wasn't going to get moved, right? Mm-hmm. Pat Murphy, Matt Arnold, they've all come out and said, hey, we're, we're not trading Corbin Burns. And then, bam! Middle of the night. Here he is. Corbin Burns is now a Baltimore Oriole. Absolutely shocked. Great for the Orioles. Interesting move for the Brewers. We'll see if D.L. Hall and Ortiz can come out and make up for it and the first-round pick they're going to get. But just absolutely floored that they made this move.
0: Corbin Burns was shocked about the move because of the direction of the Brewers lately. So let's get right to that conversation with the man of the week. Corbin, how you doing, man? And take us through the play-by-play of your last 12 hours.
2: Yeah, it's it's uh it's still a little crazy um you know obviously a lot to, uh lot, lot to get in line this will be the the first uh, spring training in Florida moving to a new city so there's uh yeah, obviously a lot to uh to get in order in the next gosh what 10, 10 11 days before I'm heading out so um it's exciting it's a it's exciting new ball club um, looking forward to get going but uh yeah definitely uh definitely been a crazy yeah, i guess yeah a little over 12 hours now what, what do I do with my car now
1: it's a sad day for my <laughs> Corbin Burns car. <laughs> what do I? What do I? What do I do with it now? Do I like paint it orange? The hat orange and change it to Orioles? Or wh- I mean, my favorite player got traded. What am I supposed to do?
2: Yeah, we'll just have to get you a new one in the in the, the Orioles orange. How
1: how was your how was your bullpen today? Was it a little bit extra adrenaline because you're thinking, mm. man, I got I got you know some people I got to impress now. New team, new
2: teammates. I uh, d- definitely definitely lighten the radar uh, gun up a little bit. So I'm I'm kind of. <laughs> i'm a fix I'm ahead and i'm usually at this at this point in the off season so uh yeah i don't know if it's a little extra adrenaline a little extra juice going but uh yeah it was it was good
3: let me let me ask you this uh i, I want to know some details brother i'm i think it, it's the coolest thing like how did this go down with you know other teams involved you're going back and forth with your agent who called you first like can, can we talk about that a little bit? These are like the exciting parts about how like really things nobody really hears about this kind of stuff. So talk to us about how it went down and how your last 24 hours were and the, the excitement or you know, you know, the wife is like, here we go. What are we gonna do? So tell us about everything.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was we were, we were just finished uh, eating dinner. We we're sitting down We We're watching TV, my kid screaming at me on the ground to play and um, the phone rings for the, the you know the, the GM of the Brewers is calling. Um, and I told my wife, as soon as I saw the, the phone call, I said, I just got traded. She's like, what, what do you mean? I said, watch. So I answer the phone and, and, you know, obviously they, they, they give the spiel of how much you mean to the, what you meant to the organization, you know, the last six, seven years, um, you know, looking for the, you know, now in the future, blah, blah, blah. Um, then I've been, I've been traded to the Baltimore Orioles. And so that was about it on that phone call. Um, and then, so immediately I pick up the phone to, to, to call my agent. Cause I know that it's going to be, uh. A, basically a shit storm for the next 24 or 48 hours to, to try to get things um you know lined up with you know travel and moving and like I say the wife's like going oh, what what are we going to do now we got a got a house in Milwaukee this and that um so basically after I get off the phone from him I'm getting the call from Mike uh, Michael Elias from the, the Orioles and obviously he's he's fired up um you know, he said he'd been he'd been working for months to 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 try to make this deal happen um, yeah, I'm not sure if the, the change in ownership uh, prompted a, a little bit extra effort to, uh, to get the deal done, but um, that was it. So that was that phone call, and then it was the, the phone call after phone call and start looking on you know Airbnbs for, for spring training and everything else. So it's uh, still definitely ongoing, um, but, uh, yeah, it's exciting.
0: What, what's the number situation going to look like with Baltimore? Because I don't know if you checked who's got yours, but it is taken at the moment.
3: I, I,
2: I have no idea. I haven't gotten gotten that far yet. I'm sure that's going to happen in the next uh, next couple days once uh, once the dust settles here a little bit. But, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens.
1: Bradish right, who's got it. 39? Bradish. Oh. <clears throat> Are you going to drop the time card on him? Are you going to be like, <laughs> time card, kid. Cy Young. See that trophy? That's a Cy mm. Young, kid. When you win one mm. of those,
2: then you can uh, win 39. I don't know. I haven't thought that far ahead yet. I'm, I, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens.
1: Oh, okay. That's, that's a big play to bust. I mean, you can you can drop the big guns on them here and be like, listen, I'll give you 500 bucks. Brad, I sure are a good pitcher, but Cy Young, you know, lots of years. You know, it that, that makes sense. By the way, you're going to love Sarasota, okay? So I know you're right. used to Arizona spring training. You're going to absolutely love Sarasota. You can take your kids fishing. There's sunsets. There's great restaurants. There's water. There's grass. There's all these cool things they don't have in Arizona. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, you might have to travel a little bit more to get to your games, but I'm sure you're not going to pitch in too many road games. So just trust me, when you get to Sarasota, you're going to be like, damn, I am in God's country.
2: (laughs) I'm excited. Like I said, it's my first spring training out there, and you won't believe who the first player was that texted me about it. I'll give you one guess.
3: I was going to say Kratz. No, I'm going to say Cal Ripken.
2: No, nah, he's he's a frequent on the show, Rowdy Teles, because he's in he's not far.
3: Oh, he's nice. just
2: oh, so Rowdy was all over. Oh, you're gonna love Sarasota, this and that. so so I think Rowdy was more fired up for for me being in Florida spring training more than anything. But I think he was more happy that now that I think we we'll only played the the Pirates what one time this year, so I think he's uh, he's just excited to have to have to wear a cutter off the you know, off the back shoulder.
1: Uh, you get him in spring training. You get him in spring training, and also because you guys will play each other like every game, so. Because <laughs> Brainton in Sarasota, you guys can live together and you can hit them every time because, I mean, you guys are like 10 minutes from each other. So you're going to love that. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Probably not with Rowdy. But the other thing is, and it, just think about this, in Sarasota, you can drive your own car to the park. You can leave when you're done. I mean, it, it's just, it's it's one of those things. But has Freddie Peralta reached out to you? Because he said he hadn't called Hater when we had him on the other day. So has Freddie reached out to you? Because if he hasn't, Next time we have one, we're going to say he hasn't reached out to Hater or
2: Corbin Birds. Corbin it's it's funny to say that. So, on my way to my bullpen, I actually texted Freddie. Um, texted him about, you know, that you know, I've been, me, and, me and Freddie have been together every season for the last eight years since I was drafted. So, he's like the one guy that's been on every team that I've had. So, I texted him, um, you know, thanking him for, for the time and being a good teammate. And he owns like three or four houses in Milwaukee. So, I was asking him if he wanted to buy another one.
3: that's a smart move get them early yeah you're gonna have to get them quick now that's um i remember when i got traded we had to sell the house too it's not fun so your wife uh give her give her some extra love all right um my question to you is now you got adley rutschman dude are you excited about having him behind the dish and working with him throughout the year
2: yeah yeah i mean obviously he's one of the one of the most exciting young catches in the game uh does it well from both sides of the plate. I'm um, so excited to uh, to to you know obviously get into camp and get to work with him. Um, you know it's the, the the challenge every year is is getting a getting a good feel of throwing with your catchers and so this will be uh, for me it's what the third season in a row now that it'll it'll be a you know kind of new catcher uh, new battery situation. So to to get into camp and just have those conversations with him, throw bullpens to him, um, get comfortable with him back there, get him comfortable with me. Um, You know, it's it's a longer process than I think most people understand. Obviously, AJ, you know that. Um, But it's one of those things that it takes multiple weeks, multiple bullpens, you know, game sessions just to kind of get that comfortability and kind of get on the same page. So definitely looking forward to it. But that's, uh, that's probably the biggest challenge heading into camp.
0: Corbin, you know your name had popped up in trade rumors for a while and that this was going to happen eventually, although maybe not until after the season with Milwaukee, given some of the moves they had recently made. Are you relieved that it happens now versus in July? And were you surprised, given that they signed Reese Hoskins recently, that they weren't going to say, you know what, screw it, let's just go into the season and see what happens?
2: Yeah, definitely was shocked. Um, definitely this it being this late in the spring, like you say, with some of the the, the moves that the Brewers had made to, uh, you know, to, to better the offense and um, kind of get some more depth. But, um, yeah, whether it was now, July. Um, it's probably better that it was. It was now, just so you know. You know, going in, you're getting a full season of working with these guys. You don't have to jump into jump into a new team mid-season, trying trying to learn things on the fly while you're in the middle of the season. So now at least get you, know, you get six weeks. You get to meet everyone. You get to get that uh, you know the relationship going with the catchers, with the infielders, just really everyone that it involves um, having a full healthy season. So um, probably definitely better that it happened now, knowing that um, there's a lot of work that goes into it. But um, yeah, I was definitely shocked, um, and there was shocked when, when I called my agent, and he was like, you know, "Wait, seriously? Wait, you know, it kind of goes counterproductive to what they, uh, you know, s- some of the sentiment, uh, the comments that were said with uh, the Hoskins signing. So it was definitely, I think, caught everyone off guard. Um, I think the only people that didn't catch off guard was the Orioles front office because they've, you know, <laughs> when I, I talked to Mike Elias on the phone, he like this has been been three months in the making. We've been trying to get you so. Um, he was obviously fired up, and it's a good young organization that won a lot of baseball games last year and, and hopefully won a lot more baseball games this year.
0: I forgot. So you and Hoskins both have boards, right? So you found out before Scott did. Is that normal too, by the way? Do you find out? I guess the team calls the player, and then you kind of relay the message over? Because, yeah, he had just been working with the Brewers on the Hoskins deal.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing – from, from what I've heard some other guys is, is the team will kind of reach out to you first before the news spreads. Um, I think I knew probably it' was about 30 35 minutes before um, it went public um, just obviously talking to to the to both GM's agents and then then it goes public and then then you know then your phone starts blowing up. so I, I, I probably had a good 30 minute window before uh, before it went public.
1: but well, who leaked it? did you leak it? did Scott leak it? Did your wife leak it? did your kid leak it? I mean who leaked it? 30 <laughs> Mike, minutes is Mike a small leaked. window.
2: I, I have no idea who leaked it. I, I don't know who it was. I don't know because I'm sure that the team's announced after. So I, I don't know where the where the leak was. Who who say who said what to who? But um yeah, there was there there was about thirty minutes before before I started getting all the you know the phone calls and um you know everyone reaching out wanting to know what happened and knew if I knew about it and that kind of thing. And I was I was caught off guard just like everyone else was.
1: Uh. What's your message to Brewer fans? Because you were there and you had a great career, obviously there. What's your what's your message to Brewers fans? And then we'll follow that up when you're done with what's your message to Orioles fans. You're a new team.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was just I just wanted you know, obviously, thank the fans, thank thank the organization. Um, that's the only organization I I had been a part of up to this point. Um, you know, they gave me a gave me a chance out of college. They gave me a second chance after after 2019 when I struggled so bad. And um, you know, we had a had a lot of lot of winning seasons, a lot of good baseball over there. Um, you know, I felt honored to be a part of, you know, the best stretch of baseball in, in Brewers history, um, you know, to have that many winning seasons to go to the postseason that many times, um, you know, we had a really good thing going over there and, you know, each year it seemed like we were, you know, one piece away, one, you know, one big game away from, from going all the way. So, um, I loved every minute of, of being in that city, uh, the people in, in Milwaukee and the Midwest are, are great and treated me great. Um, so it was definitely a, a time that me and my wife loved. Um, you know, my son got to spend a couple of years there. So it was a, a place that will always have a you know a special place in our heart. Um, and hopefully whenever we visit there, we, we get to visit all of our, you know, our favorite restaurants and, and get to see all the people that we made those connections with over the years. But, um, definitely, definitely, you know, weird feeling when you get traded because you, you got the excitement you got a little bit of the, you know, the kind of the sadness the, of the emotions of being in a place for one year that, um, you know, it's all, change is, is not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing but this has changed and something that uh, we got to get used to get used to really quickly and then uh the, the message to the Orioles fans is look I'm going to come over there and do what I've done for the last 4 years go out and, and compete every 5 days give everything I got um you know I've I'm 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 accustomed to to winning baseball so it's a it's an organization that is up and coming and has done a lot of winning last year and um, has a great young core great young players exciting team um, that I'm looking to uh hopefully add my my touch to and and uh, win a lot more baseball games, and get to the whole series, and hopefully win the whole thing.
3: Well said, brother. Well said. Um <laughs> <funny>. Big dog. <laughs> Good stuff, bro. The go, one of the goats right that there. That could have been Corbin right there, instead yeah, of Tiger. That, it, it might have been. He, he might be giving him high five. Let's go, big dog. Let's go. You're on a contender. Hey, anyway, I want to talk about the AL East a little bit. Um, you're going to have to face some big dogs going there. We know a couple of the teams aren't. You know, at the capacity where they used to be, Yankees, Blue Jays, you got some teams that you're gonna have to contend with. The Rays are always good. Have you thought about? I know it's it's brand new, but have you thought about going up there facing you know uh, a Soto and Judge uh, and what you, what you got to do to get those guys out?
2: I haven't yet. Um, that was actually I, I thought about probably about 10 minutes after my my bullpen, some of the new um, you know ballparks that I've only been to maybe one time in my career um, facing the American League who over the last six years haven't faced that many teams. So it's going to be a lot of, a lot of new ballparks, a lot of new faces to, to learn a lot of, a lot of scouting reports and a lot of time that we're going to, have to put in to, to get to know these guys and, and have some plans of attack. But, um, yeah, it's exciting. So some, some of the, you know, the ballparks and the, the city is in that, um, division are so historic and, and have teams have had teams for so long. That's great baseball communities, great baseball fans. Um, so definitely, definitely looking forward to it, but, um, yeah, going to be a lot more homework as far as having to, uh, you know, new scouting reports. Not playing the the Cubs and the Pirates and the Cardinals, you know, six seven times a year, and and having the same scouting report and tweaking it here and there. And now it's a whole new uh, whole new ball game, whole new scouting reports. A lot more a uh, lot more time doing video and and the homework to uh, to prepare for those teams. For sure. Well,
3: welcome to the Northeast, brother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you going to grow the mullet back out?
2: I don't know. It's, 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 it's kind of long now. I, I haven't decided if it's uh, going to get cut off or if it's going to stay and let it keep going. Um, oh, look, there's, there's Kratz. He texts me right now. He's, he's missing the show, but he's texting Unbelievable. me.
0: Unbelievable. Do you know where he is, by the way? Where is he? He's on an African safari. He's so pissed. That's actually where he is. I kid you not. Eric Kratz, who has been waiting for this moment for like six months to interview you, Can't do it because there's no service in South Africa next to that guy. Oh, he's on the plane now.
3: Oh, he's on his way back. There you go, Corbin. Bush league, bush league. That's (laughs) pretty cool, though. That's pretty. I wish one of those lines would attack Kratzie and try and tackle him for. (laughs) Kratz would win. (laughs) He would win. That's Chuck Norris right there.
0: (laughs) Um, AJ, did you have one or?
3: No, I'm just laughing at Kratz because I'm just
1: laughing The Kratz is on a plane and he's text he just found out. I mean, this happened like, I don't know, twelve hours ago. I'm laying in bed. I remember I'm laying in bed and, I, and it and I comes across my phone. Corbin Burns got traded. And I'm like, oh shit, I gotta get up. Because I'm like, I knew we were gonna do I knew we were gonna do a show live and I was you like did. man, and we did last night. So thank you for not making it too late. But I like jumped up and was like, Oh no, I gotta go. And what did wife, he say,
0: by the way? What did Kratz say just now? Can you read it? I mean, obviously, anything Kratz says is automatically going to be recited on this show.
2: Congrats on the trade. Crazy happy for you. Bummed I'm not on with you right now, but juice to see you in the Orange.
0: There
2: you go. There you go. All right. He's back. Um, Okay. So, question for
0: you. I'm sure you saw a few days ago the move, the news for the Orioles. They have new ownership. So, how exciting is that? Because there's a group coming in that obviously has some deep pockets. It's got some... Dodgers Mets vibes because it's big finance billionaires coming over to take this Baltimore team that already is super stacked and talented and maybe add some money to it and hey I mean we talked to you last time about the arbitration you know uh, settlement that you made and the yeah. Orioles are adding some some serious cash here between you and Kimbrel so I don't know how much you've paid attention to that news but I was saying, I, th- I think it's a factor here because they can up their payroll. This is getting a little businessy, but teams that are selling will keep their payroll low because that'll help the franchise value. But now that that deal's done, this could be like glorious times in Baltimore. And if come July, you guys need something, they might add more than they used to.
2: Yeah. It definitely makes it, you know, it's gotta be the most exciting time um, for that Baltimore organization that it, you know, since, gosh for i think ever ever since the angelos took over i think uh i think it's kind of been that heading that direction so to to have this new ownership that i don't know if they had anything to do with with this trade maybe they you know gave the go ahead to pull the trigger um and have plans on you know adding more now adding more at the deadline um but just knowing that you have an ownership group that's willing to go out and spend money um i think is what you want from an organization you want to know that hey if we're contending you're going to be able to add or in the off seasons and we need some pieces you're going to go out and get those pieces I think that's what um, I think any player that plays in the organization any fan base um, of an organization wants to know is that their ownership is going to go out there and add and um, we need something they're going to they're going to go get it so um, it's definitely you know exciting knowing that this ownership change it has the possibility of doing that it looks like they're going to do that um, so it could be you know the beginning of something really good in Baltimore especially like you say with that young group of Um, players that burst onto the scene the last couple of years and have done so good.
0: We can show that tweet, too, while I'm asking this next question to Corbin. There you go. It's your boy Adam Jones, FT host, saying, woke up to this, because he's usually in Europe, so that, I think, was early in the morning. Huge welcome to Berlin. I've been texting Adam this morning, Mm. too. He's fired up. I'm sure you'll see a ton of him. He's a legend out there. Have you spoken in depth at all with anyone in the Orioles org yet? You know, Elias, Hyde, etc., about just whatever the loose plans i'm sure you're not getting into the nitty-gritty yet but loose plans of what to expect there or just a hey we're excited to have you this is our big move
2: everything right now has just been the you know the initial um intros um glad to have you kind of thing um i i I think there's obviously a lot lot that's going to happen in the next couple days as far as me and getting things set up and travel wise but um i talked to hyde um Later, late last night, um, he, we're going to jump on a call this weekend or early next week just to, to you know, get to know each other a little more, break things down. Um, I'm sure at some point in the, in the next week or so, I'll, I'll do the same with Elias. But um, right now, it's more just getting the intros done um, getting everything, you know, scheduling wise when I'm in to get out there, um, living range what's that kind of stuff. That's kind of the, the priority right now, just to make sure I have a place when I get there. But, um, like I said, we got, we got plenty of time to, to have those conversations, but I'm sure, um, there'll be some phone calls, but this weekend or the next week of, of kind of getting in depth and, and just talking about the, you know, the direction of, of what's, what's going on, what's happening. Um, you know, it's a, it's a brand new organization that, you know, I got, I got to learn about and. A lot of new faces I gotta learn a lot of names that I'll probably forget at some point along the way. So um yeah just uh, just a lot of moving parts though.
1: Would you be open to an extension? I know you haven't got there yet and I know your agent Scott Boris usually doesn't like but if they came to you with a big number and I don't I'm not even gonna throw numbers out there, but would you be open to to staying with the team if in the middle of a season I'm I'm just saying again, I know you haven't been there, but would you be open if they came to you and said hey, here's ten years, five hundred million, just random numbers. Would you would you be open
2: to it no matter what? Um, I I I think I think my my word probably still stands true from when what I said the last time I was on. It's one of those things that um, being away from free agency, I think it'd be something that would kind of have to blow you away. Um, you know, I think everyone likes to to get to that opportunity. Everyone puts in a lot of time to get that opportunity to 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 kind of pick where they want to play and and see what their true value is on the market. Um, you know, obviously with this new ownership group coming in, you, you never know what uh, what can happen, but um, yeah, I think being away from being a year away from free agency and kind of the most exciting time of being a player that gets to that point is being able to to kind of choose where you want to be. And um, look, I've I've yeah, you know, like you said, I've, I've never have never been to Baltimore, never done anyone in this organization yet. Could love it. Um, things may change um, as things kind of progress, but um, just kind of where I'm at and where I'm sitting, it's one of those things that I'm a year away from free agency. If they come out with, um, with an offer that absolutely blows me away and it's something that, um, you know, me and my family just can't turn down, then, then yeah, there's, I think there's a possibility, but I think that's, you know, kind of, everything kind of holds true to, to what I've been saying for really the, the entire offseason if They come at me with something crazy then, then yeah, then it'll definitely go under, under consideration. But if not, hopefully we go and uh, have a great year. And this year and we win the world series and you know, we can look in the rear view mirror and see what happens.
0: Corbin, one or two fan questions before you jump. So Mike said, are you excited to finally get a start against Tampa, only AL East team you haven't faced? You mentioned how some of these ballparks are a little less familiar. Have you never faced the Rays?
2: I haven't, no. So we uh, we played the Rays in their place, I believe, last year, and they came our place the year before and and, and never crossed paths of them, no um so I that'll that'll be a team that I haven't faced and there's there's got to be another AL team out there I haven't faced because we we don't play them all that much but I don't know where off the top of my head but um I I I do know that the Rays are one that I have not started against so we'll uh we'll see there you go the trap's lovely any time of year (laughs) because there's a nice roof
0: so uh I kid and I can because I live nearby I have one for you real quick too on Milwaukee. I know you mentioned you were shocked because I was. I was really shocked. I thought that once the Reese Hoskins move was made that they were gonna say, you know what, screw it. We think we're the best team in the central. Your team won the central by nine games last year and I know there's no big woo Brandon Woodruff is going to miss probably the entire year with the shoulder surgery but still I thought on paper you guys probably would have been the favorites maybe close with Cincinnati at the moment the Cubs haven't done that much are you surprised that Milwaukee didn't even kind of have some personal beef knowing Mark Atanasio too was very pissed that Craig Council left and said you know what screw it we're gonna win this division and beat up the Cubs this year
2: yeah so from what I had heard um, just through you know agency through some of the the organization guys that I you know grew close with the Brewers, that was kind of the sentiment. It was kind of like, "Hey, counts left; they got one more year before guys are going to go to free agency. Let's add some pieces. Let's go, um, you know, let's go beat the guys and make sure we beat the Cubs." And I know there was a little bit of bad blood there, but um, yeah. So I I don't know what changed in the 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 last couple of weeks um, when I talked to Elias. He said that you know obviously the the Brewers were we're open to trading me. And then he said, "Part, you know, partly through the, the, the off season, they said, Nope, we're not trading them. And then he said, as of recently, um, you know, they were open to trading me again. So it was kind of, you know, on and in, you know, on again, off again, kind of thing for, for the entire off season. And, um, eventually they, you know, they got it done. So I don't know if there's something that changed in the, their organization, you know, thought process. Um, or if it was kind of one of those things that they've, they've been open to it the entire off season and just waiting for the right deal. And it came, um, but yeah, I, I don't really know, but it was definitely, definitely caught me by surprise.
3: I'm going to point one thing out and then we'll let you go. One game at Camden Yards. Do you remember what you did or no?
2: I think it was a pretty good one. If I remember, it was early on in, uh, in 2021 or no, Twenty-tw- excuse me, I was 22. Yeah. It was, it was yes. maybe, maybe early April in 2022. I think, okay. uh, I think, About was it nine or 10 that day?
3: seven shutout innings, eight K's, one, one walk. That's, that's pretty good. So, yeah,
2: that, I do remember it was a good one. <laughs>
3: that's really <a>, great <laughs> Let's do that really a good. few times. Let's do that a couple of times. That's, <laughs> <true>. that's awesome. <laughs>
0: that's great. Well, Corbin here, what, I'll give
1: you. Hold on. Wait, what's it going to be like April 12th?
0: That's what I was going to finish with. Milwaukee Oh, comes I was going to test him on the date. Did you know?
1: Wow. <laughs> he, he doesn't know because dude, he, listen, there's a million things going through his head right now. He's like, where am I going to live? Siesta Key, Longbow Key in Sarasota, beautiful. Anna Maria is beautiful. Text AJ if you need tips. He's the man. Like, what's it going to be like? You take the mound, you look over there, Murph's yelling at you, right? Christian Yelich walks up to lead off, and you're like, oh, man,
2: I know this guy really well. Like, it, it's
1: a different <laughs> feeling. So
2: At, at one point, there, there will be a ball somehow airmailed into that dugout trying to hit Murph just, just to get him proud. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. If, if i can get Murph off his game and get, get him in some other world thinking about something else and they' they'll just fall apart no but it, it'll be uh it, it'll be fun it'll be, it'll be fun to see those guys obviously you know i won't get to see any of them this year in, in spring training so that'd be the first time i get to get to see those guys again um you know i i i did know that we were playing them early in april only because you know some of the guys in the organization that had had texted me um, you know, thanking me, doing you know, saying the goodbyes, that kind of thing. Said, hey, we'll see you in early April. So then I went and looked and saw that we uh, we, we had that series with them pretty early on. And I don't know if we'll match up against them or not. Um, you know, we'll see. I don't know how things. I don't know how many games in that is, and who knows what's gonna happen earlier. But um, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to get to see those guys across the way and and chat up with a couple of them and hopefully go eight score scoreless. Games. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Warm-up pitch. Just a little chuck over to Murph. Oops. (laughs) My bad, Murph. Love you
3: love it
0: corbin congrats man congratulations i know you mentioned like getting this done before the season starts now before spring training it's really cool you're going to an exciting franchise that's obviously already coming off 101 wins and you're the man for doing this a lot of the fans obviously in the chat are like we need more of this in our game so really appreciate you know there's a lot going on and we'll see you in sarasota a little short trip for aj and me we'll be there in a few weeks (laughs) Awesome. Look forward to seeing you guys there. A lot stands out from that conversation. Corbin's always great, but I liked your question about the extension talks because, of course, that's what Orioles fans want to know about. This is like a new toy for the Orioles, this ownership group that actually looks like it's going to spend money, and Orioles fans can actually say, hey, could we throw him an extension that entices him? So I liked the answer. Basically said no, but also kept it like slightly open. You'd have to freaking blow the doors off with an offer to Corbin Burns to prevent him from free agency. But we'll get Ken's take right now to Ken Rosenthal, FT senior insider on this move for Baltimore and the aftermath
4: in Milwaukee. These talks were going on in December. The Orioles would have done it then. The framework of what ultimately became the deal was discussed then. The Brewers weren't ready. So if the Orioles were ready to do it then or willing to do it then, their willingness did not go away. They still wanted to do it. and. It seems to me that it's a bit of a coincidence that it happened this week. And really, the decision was the Brewers more than the Orioles in that sense. So when you look at this trade, obviously there are a number of ways to look at it, like any trade. From the Orioles' perspective, you guys covered it pretty well. It's a brilliant, beautiful move. It's the guy they needed. We've all talked all winter long about how they needed a number one starter. And Corbin Burns is one of the top five or ten starters in the game, no question. As for the free agency and the possibility of him walking, that's fine. You have to take a shot when you're in the position they are, coming off 101 wins, great young core. They are ready to go, and maybe it doesn't work, and maybe Joey Ortiz and D.L. Hall become really good players for the Brewers. That's entirely possible, that scenario. But for the Orioles, you still have to take that shot. For the Brewers, I wrote about this today. In my opinion, they had to do it. And I know fans don't like hearing that. Certainly Brewers fans don't want to hear that. They didn't like the hater trade, understandably so. And they won't like it if Willie Adamas and or Devin Williams are the next to go. But this is the way the Brewers and teams in their financial position operate. And you can argue with me as people are in comments that Mark Atanasio has more money and should be able to carry this. I get it. And I don't disagree with that. But that's not the point. And that's not how the team is run team is run according to its revenues, for better or worse, and their revenues are not what the Dodgers are. Now that's a systematic issue in the game, we've talked about that a lot, but if you're the Brewers and you face the possibility of losing Corbin Burns for only a draft pick, that's going to hurt you going forward, as opposed to Joey Ortiz, D.L. Hall, and the 34th pick in the draft, which is about the pick you would have gotten for Burns. You're getting that plus two players who could help you right away for a rental. To me, you do that every day of the week. I was surprised they didn't do it sooner. And will they be as competitive? Of course not. They're not going to be as competitive without Corbin Burns, but they are set up now to be better over a five-year period than say 2024 if they suffer a little bit. And if you're the Brewers, in my opinion, you have to make that deal.
0: Ken, Do you think that Willie Adamas is next, perhaps even before we get to spring training? Because clearly a decision has been made here by Milwaukee about players that are about to enter free agency. And obviously the value for Adamas is not going to be what it is for Corbin Burns. But this is a pretty darn good shortstop. There are definitely teams that could use one. And I feel like at the trade deadline, position players haven't been commanding that much. So maybe a full season gets them more.
4: Scott, you're absolutely right about that. It's much easier to trade pitchers at the deadline than to squeeze in a position player when in most cases you already have a player at that position. With pitchers, you're adding to what you have and you still need them. So, yes, I expect that the Brewers will at least entertain offers for Adamus. In fact, their general manager, Matt Arnold, said in a Zoom last night that certainly they're going to listen and entertain everything because that's where they are right now. So teams always do, but the fact that he didn't shut it down kind of said to me, Uh, Adamas perhaps, and maybe even Devin Williams. It depends on how this plays out. They can trade Willie Adamas and really be okay. Obviously Willie is a veteran player and a really good player, and Joey Ortiz is not going to be him immediately. Bryce Terang, if they move him to short, certainly not the offensive threat that Willie Adamas is, but they have a lot of infielders, and they can do this and possibly still be in a pretty good position. So I don't know that I would say this. I don't know that it is definitely going to happen, but it would make a lot of sense to me if it did. Okay,
0: this is a show about the Brewers, so let's conclude with the state of the Milwaukee Brewers. There's promising young talent, but AJ, in my mind, you're actually looking at a team that is morphing from a pitching and defense squad to position players, young position players standing out because there's some promising young pitching, but this is not going to be the Milwaukee Brewers that we've been used to for the past five or six seasons with Burns, and Woodruff, and Freddie Peralta.
1: Agreed. And what, what will they do next? Will they trade a Willie Adamas? Will they trade a Christian Yelich? Will they trade a Devin Williams at the back end of the bullpen? That's the question that I have if you're a Brewers fan is what's the next move? Because this can't be it. If you're going all in on a rebuild, a retool, whatever you want to call it, and you trade a guy like Corbin Burns to get something, well, guess what? Willie Adamas is also a free agent at the end of the year. So what will will Matt Arnold and the Brewers' brain trust do next? Because it's an interesting play, like we've talked about, trading away Corbin Burns. I know he's a free agent at the end of the year, but he's also one of the top ten pitchers in all of baseball. So it's an interesting move in that regard. I just want to see what the Brewers do next. And also, how will the Brewers fans react to these news? Because they're one of the best at coming out and – packing uh, the ballpark there in Milwaukee? Will this affect their relationship and their love for their Brewer squad?
0: Yeah, and even Corbin was surprised that Mark Atanasio didn't take it more personally that Craig Council left, because he did. But you would think the counter move is, you're an owner, this is your toy, why not pick on the Cubs? Maybe they're thinking about that more in the long term. They're more disciplined and, I guess, less emotional than everyone else. But it is curious to see what Milwaukee will look like coming off a season when they won the division by nine games. That's not happening this coming season. I'm not saying they're gonna be bad, but it's going to be a very different looking NL Central.
1: The rest of the NL Central is like, yes, no more curb and burns in this division. It just got a lot more wide open for the Cardinals, the Reds, the Cubs, and even the Pirates, because one of the best best pitchers and one of the biggest aces in the game is no longer in their division.
0: Props for Corbin Burns for joining us. Ken Rosenthal jumping in. Obviously bringing you the best coverage we can. Baseball the way it should be covered here on Brookford Territory, part of the Foul Territory fam. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you for the next one.